The content provided in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. We are not making recommendations, nor are we providing financial analysis of any kind. We are self-proclaimed morons and should not be trusted with your investments. Always conduct your own research and consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Stock Gamblers from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I am George Howell. And from Wallingford, Pennsylvania, I am Chris Carinara. So the moron of the week is definitely us for not telling any of the listeners that we were not going to do a show last week when it was Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. But I I just, you know, here here it is, I assumed, which, you know, what happens when you assume, you know, but... um, I was totally in vacation mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, told you all we'd be back the next week, and then we weren't. So sorry. Our bad. So post-Thanksgiving stock gamblers, how's everybody feeling? Well, how's that extra weight treating you? Uh, I didn't gain too much weight yet that I know of. Maybe I did, and my wife just hasn't told me that I'm better or gained more mass. But I have been eating a lot of gravy, so I, it, it probably is sticking to my ribs. <laughs> yeah, I um, I several years ago, it's probably around 2021, I crossed underneath that 200-pound threshold, and I was so proud of myself. I almost breached it. I got up to 197. <laughs> mayday, uh, mayday. <laughs> yeah, mayday, yeah, exactly. So right now, I'm pushing around 193, 192. But a good normal weight for me is around, believe it or not, 187. So I went from 187 to 197 in like a week. So you were working it. Wow, that that's impressive. It's that brine turkey, man. I never brined one before. And oh, you got to brine a turkey. That that is the only way. Brine brine that turkey and lather it in compound butter under the skin. Yeah, that uh, that's the way to go. It was fan freaking tastic, and of course, I think a lot of the calories did come from alcohol. I have to admit that. <laughs> um, you know, with, with with family, with family around, you have to be a little lubricated at least to deal with oh. the complications. But um, the family is definitely the reason why I drink. <laughs> uh, we were lucky enough to avoid most political conversations, so that was good. The only thing that kept coming up was my father-in-law could not understand why the hell people like animals because our pets were being so obnoxious. <laughs> All were jumping on him. The cat was jumping up on the table, and he's just like, "I don't know how the hell you people like like animals." You know, I'm like, "Well, most people do, but you know, okay, whatever." Right. Uh, how about you? How was food? How was uh, food. Food was good. Um... We uh, we went to my brother's for Thanksgiving Day and and I'm I have this like terrible terrible sickness. They wouldn't let me cook any food for the meal at all, and I love cooking turkeys. So uh, Melissa and I on Saturday cooked another full Thanksgiving dinner just so we could cook the food ourselves and make our own turkey. I, I understand that. Sure. And yeah, I just I like cooking turkeys, and I don't know I'm. Maybe I'm just dumb. I have no idea. But uh, 
We've been we've been eating a lot of turkey because of that because a a twenty pound turkey between two people is ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I had a that's what I had a twenty pound, but I had like six or seven. No, I had more than six people. I had like nine, ten people at our house, and we still have a lot left over. I made turkey enchiladas the other day. Woo, they were good. oh nice, very cool. <laughs> pretty much, it's pretty much chicken anyway. So I just do whatever I use for chicken. <laughs> I just throw turkey in there, you know. Next will be turkey. Yeah, we, were, we were talking about maybe doing some like chipotle turkey tacos or something like that, but oh, yeah. I would um I would love to maybe switch it over from tacos to empanadas. Ooh, okay. That yeah, it takes real. a little bit of work, but those empanadas are always a good way to put any kind of meat and filling in. Can you use this regular like prefab dough for that? Or do you have to make your own I, dough? I usually make my own. Wow. Okay. Yeah, just like flour and butter and whatever else you're putting into it. Nice. Good stuff. But yeah, you I would I think you'd be able to use probably like puff pastry if you wanted yeah, to go super lazy like... about it. Yeah, that's me. I'm super that. lazy. Hey. I made a deconstructed apple pie over the break. I just didn't use a pie pie tin. I just laid some dough, threw the apples in, put another piece on top, and that was it. <laughs> it turned out good. I was going to ask if you did that on purpose or if you just screwed up, but yeah, that that that's easy that's enough. Yeah, yeah, a little. I mean, you as long as the apples were spiced. You can call it hand pies, and then you sound even more fancy. <laughs> Sounds gross <laughs> if you say a hand pie. <laughs> Well, you know. Put your, put your hands together for a hand pie. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hand pie later. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It sounds horrible. hand pie. <laughs> Tonight when you're sleeping and you're not paying attention, I'm going to give you a hand pie. <laughs> do we have anything in the news today? <laughs> okay. We, we definitely do. We definitely amuse ourselves here. So, in the uh, to recap, uh, the the world is ending. Uh, no one can predict the financial market. Uh, it is simultaneously the best and worst uh, week of of the stock market. Um, and and housing is both at the highest price and falling simultaneously so that that is that is the recap so okay. uh, all right yeah i i don't know any uh anything else that we need to recap in the past couple of weeks oh just that one day everything is rosy and the next day it's crashing and then the next day it's rosy again i mean i made back all my losses so i'm good for that on, on my 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 um portfolios for now and more we'll on that later right exactly in stock news amazon founder jeff bezos recently gifted approximately 1.7 million shares of amazon stock worth around 240 million to nonprofit organizations Bezos remains the largest largest individual holder of Amazon stock with nearly 10% of the shares. While diversification is often recommended for investors, 
Bezos, who is incredibly wealthy, has reduced his stake in Amazon over the years through various means, including selling and gifting shares. Kind of uh, the the best part about all of this is his ex-wife has still done more for philanthropy than he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't she get remarried to her recently? Speaking of I have no idea. Wasn't like the last year or so. Just engaged. I think she got engaged. Talk about talk about a lucky mofo right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's I mean, she's attractive. I mean, and she's loaded. They're my two qualities I look for. In <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a new Yahoo Finance poll indicates that about 70% of Americans would be happy to receive an investment as a holiday gift, with only 6% saying they would be disappointed. People are Invested in investments for various reasons, including saving for the future, which was 61%, building wealth, which was 54%, and beating inflation, 23%. Higher income households earning over 100000 a year are more excited about receiving investments as gifts, with 74% in favor compared to 58% of those earning under $50,000 a year. That proves that whole you got to have money to make money. I mean, people who understand that a gift like this is valuable or can be valuable or appreciating it. But people who are a little more strapped, maybe they want their immediate needs filled. So they can't really, you know, invest, but an investment gift is a great idea. I think. Have you ever received an investment as a gift? No, I never heard of it till just now. (laughs) I have never received an investment as a gift from a real person. Bonds. Oh, I mean, we got yeah, I definitely, kids. yeah, I've, I've definitely received them from grandparents before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I've, I've done that. I, I've never really but had to really go here, take some stock, please here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here, I'm Jeff Bezos and I'm gifting Amazon stock. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll take it. In the week ahead, the focus will be on the release of the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index for October, with economists expecting core PCE inflation to have risen 3.5% annually. This inflation reading will test the current narrative that the U.S. economy may be heading for a soft landing with declining inflation. On the corporate side... Quarterly reports are expected from companies like Salesforce, Snowflake, Okta, Dollar Tree, Foot Locker, Kroger, and Ulta Beauty, providing insights into consumer health, software, demand, and AI's impact on their business. I don't know what this means um, other than the normal seesaw that we've been talking about with inflation and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they've been saying soft landing for a while now. I mean, hey, it's not going to be as bad as we thought till next week. <laughs> you would think it would have landed by now. Exactly. Uh, it's like Bon Jovi. It's halfway there. He's got to be three quarters of the way there by now. You know? I'm I'm getting ready to assume the crash position. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to the side of a mountain the way everyone keeps talking. Uh, this is this is your captain speaking. Uh, be prepared for the soft landing. We're not going to crash. <laughs> Again, we're not going to crash. Don't worry. We're all fine. Soft landing. Soft landing. 
as we do a three and a half minute direct nosedive. <laughs> right. Spiraling. <laughs> you imagine that? A th that was a recently in, in, a, in a Gaffigan routine. Uh, may have been an old one, but I recently saw about a plane that had crashed and it was like a three minute straight down. It's like <laughs> three minutes. You scream for the first minute, then you're like, ah. Whew, I'm out of breath. You know, what do you do for three minutes spiraling <laughs> right. down? You know, I, that's, I'd say every, every, I confess in every religion possible, you know. Anyway, I think that's like a Simpsons routine or something, you know. Probably. <laughs> Speaking of that, Meta Platforms, the parent company of WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook, has lost the court battle over privacy with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. A federal judge ruled that the FTC can seek to reduce the amount of money Meta makes from users under 18. The FTC accused Meta of misleading parents about control over their children's contact in the Messenger Kids app and proposed changes to a 2019 settlement, including barring Meta from making money off data collected on users under 18. Does the FTC really have the authority to do any of that? I don't think so. Um... I mean, they might they might say that they do, but I don't I don't really believe that if they wanted to, they actually could collect the money because you never hear of that. No, no. Like everything's voluntary. Normally, it's like, oh, we're gonna fine you for this and that. Okay, we'll pay, but you never hear of people just go, <laughs> screw you guys, we're not paying, and then nothing happened. This reminds me that actually that happened to me when I was in customer service at good old QVC back in the 1990s. We had a retro tax. We weren't charging sales tax for the longest time, right? <laughs> Government stepped in and said, you owe us taxes, right? And it was just for the state of Connecticut. But we had to send a letter out telling everybody to please pay these taxes, but it was not required of them. So basically, I'm fielding hundreds, well, maybe not hundreds, but dozens of angry phone calls from Connecticut. And I don't know if you know my friends in the rest of the country, but our buddies in Connecticut are a little, uh, little obnoxious. They can be a little tough sometimes. They, I, I've, tough, I've tough. spent, I've spent a good amount of time in Connecticut. Not, not a ton of time. It's all been for work trips and everything. But mm -hmm. here um, I am trying tell these people they do not have to pay but we would really like you to pay their back taxes on all your purchases yeah right the the people in connecticut are a friendly and fine folk i like them very much um but they are very close to new york and a lot of them work in new york mm -hmm. and they are more than happy to quickly and directly tell you where to go <laughs> if, if you, uh, they're not very happy yes I did learn that very, very quickly when my customer service years, you know, and it was funny because you could actually tell caller ID wise, uh, you would see Connecticut pop up on your screen. He would go, oh, fudge, that's a Connecticut call. <laughs> <laughs> then you would take it and just cross your fingers. Oh, all right. Alibaba. Sorry, Carbo. Alibaba Group Holding Limited has closed its quantum computing research lab, indicating potential cost-cutting measures to improve its financial performance. The lab's closure will result in the loss of around 30 staff, some of whom Alibaba may assist in finding positions at Zhehang University and uh, Hangzhou 
apologies, where the uh, equipment will be donated. Alibaba is currently undergoing restructuring efforts, including changes in cloud division and workforce downsizing. I know you're a big fan of Alibaba. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to be competing with Chat GPT, GPT anytime soon. I don't think so. They, they've been really big. Um, the Motley Cruel guys have uh, been really big on Alibaba. And just recently, I know I picked them just recently. They had picked them recently, too, for something. So uh, just goes to show. Nobody knows what they're doing. Despite recent poor performance in the energy sector due to falling oil prices, some oil and gas companies are expected to experience significant earnings growth in 2024. Barron's identified five companies with market caps above $5 billion that are projected to have the highest earnings growth between 2023 and 2024. These companies include Antero Resources, Hess, EQT, Southwestern Energy, Civitas Resources, with anticipated earnings growth ranging from 58% to 228% in 2024, assuming strong commodity prices and market conditions. Well, that last thing is sort of the uh, assuming commodity prices and market conditions. That's like the disclaimer to say, well, it might not. It might not really work. They might not be good, but they might. I assume I'm going to buy a stock and right. then it's going to go up. <laughs> and I assume when it goes up high enough, I will sell it. And then I assume I'll be rich. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Consumers are facing challenges such as rising interest rates, reduced savings, returning student loan payments, and credit card debt, leading to cautious holiday season for retailers. Companies like JCPenney, Target, Best Buy, Walmart, and Macy's have started offering Black Friday-type deals in October and early November to attract shoppers. Online sales have seen a 5% increase from last year with discounts in categories like electronics, toys, apparels, and appliances driving consumer spending. Affordable retailers are expected to perform well during the holiday season as consumers seek value and promotions. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? You know, I looked, but there was really nothing to me that was that. The only thing I bought guitar strings for myself. <laughs> I bought a three pack of guitar strings because it was like twenty dollars off. But other than and by, that, I'm... and by Black Friday shopping, I mean have you bought have you bought anything since October? <laughs> yeah, because Black really. Friday now starts like at the end of September. It pretty much does. I mean, what? I don't even think they have Black Friday. I mean, they do have the big deals, but then they they mark them up right the day before, and then they reduce them, so you're really not getting that big of a deal. I mean, I saw a couple crazy deals. Um, AirPod Pros Gen Two at Walmart were going for like 169 dollars, okay, which is 90 dollars off or 80 dollars off the normal price, and it took a lot for me to go. Okay, I've been wanting something like this for a long time. Because the last flight I had was horrific, and I, I just don't want to hear people's children screaming in my ear, <laughs> and I, I still couldn't do it at that price. It, it just right. Every now and then there's a gem like that, but it I, I don't know if it started a couple of years ago with Amazon, but everything is just like cheap junk that people yeah. are putting on sale now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like uh, I bought one of those RoboVacs two years ago, no, three years ago. It lasted a year, maybe two years. You know, it wasn't the iRobot one. It was like a, a knockoff type brand. But yeah, it's like they, they offer you these great values, but the products don't last. Right. They fall apart, um, electronics especially. I mean, you can get a good, like a certain name brand. You go certain, Vizio makes a decent TV, but you know, something like, I don't know, what's the one I hate? Um lcb or something i forget what it's called. oh you do hate lg lg that's it oh i hate lg anyway oh i think it's my turn isn't it <laughs> the magnificent seven stocks including apple alphabet microsoft amazon meta nvidia and tesla have been the driving force behind the 2023 market rally with the s p 500 up 19 percent so far looking ahead to 2024 there are differing opinions among strategists some, like Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson and Goldman Sachs' David Costin, are cautious about future returns, while others, including Bank of America and RBC strategists, are more bullish, predicting the S&P 500 could reach record levels of 5,000. Investors should consider these varied outlooks when planning their strategies for 2024. Uh, yeah, thanks. I, I'm glad <laughs> that we should be taking considerations with our money. But not only that, but we should be considering if it's going to be bullish or bearish. Isn't that sort of like what you're supposed to be doing anyway? I mean, isn't, that the, whole point of it? isn't that the whole point of this? What? Well, uh, you you had a very good theory or or um, uh -oh. principle that you like to practice when buying stock, and I I keep <laughs> forgetting it. It's buy buy low. No, buy buy low. Buy low. That's a good store. I used to shop there all the time. Yeah, it was buy, buy, buy cheap, buy twice. I think it was. No, buy low, sell high. No, that's it. That's, that's it. That's buy low, one. sell high. You're you're a genius. <laughs> I am. I am. Now, if I could only you know get people to listen to me and pay me for that advice, then uh, we'd have short houses, not short trailers. Oh yeah, I I agree. Why don't you um, why don't you take the next one as well? The second Magnificent Seven one? No, oh, wait, the Unicredit. Oh, Unicredit. Uni Unicredit, <laughs> you're right. You, you I have been to Italy and speak Italian. The Italian bank, Unicredit, otherwise known as UFO. No, the Unicredit, an Italian bank, is no longer considered one of the world's globally systematically important banks, often referred to as too-big-to-fail banks. These banks are required to maintain higher capital levels compared to other institutions. Unicredit fell off the list's least demanding category, while Credit Suzy, Suze, sorry, is also off the list after being acquired by UBS, which moved up to a higher category. The list is maintained by the Financial Stability Board and is based on consultations with national authorities and banking supervision committees. Unicredit's stock has performed well in 2023, gaining 88%. Wow. So, um, did did it fall off the list because Italians don't matter? No, it's because Italians don't aren't going money. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say just because all the towns are are now shrinking in in population and there aren't that as many true. That is people true. there. I like the fact uh, that you can you know you could buy property cheap. You just have to you know fix the roof. The four hundred year old roof is caving in and all that right. kind of stuff. 
I've, I've thought about that. I've looked at those sites before where people buy homes for like $5,000 and stuff like that. And all they have to do is restore them. Man, you and I should go in on something. <laughs> we oh, could be neighbors in Italy too. Oh God, I'd be that like, oh, that would be so cool. Living up in the European <laughs> mountains somewhere outside of Naples. That would be awesome. Somewhere where, uh, where we don't have any neighbors because the entire town is desolate. We could do whatever we wanted in the entire town. They've all been killed by vendettas, or you know, <laughs> there's no men in this anti- town. What's that? There's no the scene from the government. There's we're, there's no men in this town, they're all dead from vendettas. Oh, okay, <laughs> I would okay, love that. Like I, like I married his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, you and I, if we were in a completely desolate town everywhere, I go, Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I own this town. <laughs> EU antitrust regulators have expressed concerns that Amazon's $1.4 billion acquisition acquisition of robot vacuum maker iRobot may harm competition by squeezing out rival robot cleaner products on Amazon's online marketplace. The European Commission sent a statement of objections to Amazon detailing its concerns and stated that Amazon's online marketplace is an important channel for robot vacuum cleaners in several European countries. Amazon responded by saying it was working with the commission to address its concerns, and it believes the acquisition can benefit consumers by accelerating innovation and lowering prices. My question... Go ahead. Won't somebody think of the robot vacuum cleaners? (laughs) My question to you... Okay. ...is... You said you bought a robot vacuum cleaner that was not Amazon. It was Amazon, but it wasn't iRobot. Right. How much did you pay for that vacuum cleaner, if you don't mind me asking? Three years ago, I paid two ninety nine. And I would, I would say you can probably routinely find a robot vacuum cleaner, especially this time of year. And I'm, I'm going to have to look. But I would. I would guess that you could find a robot vacuum for sub one ninety nine. Okay. What, what are your thoughts? I like. I, I don't think that Amazon is really a big threat as far as robot vacuum cleaners no. are concerned. I think that's ridiculous, actually. Nah. Yeah, I don't think it's a big threat at all. Oh, well, look at that on Walmart. Shark Matrix Robot Vacuum, one ninety nine. There you go. Like, oh look, Shark Ion Robot Vacuum, one thirty nine. iHome Auto Vac Juno Robot, eighty five. Yeah, there's no like, there. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't get this for uh, for that. I I I don't think there's any shortage at all for robot vacuum cleaners. It seems like if you're going to make that stand, you gotta you gotta. A real monopoly, or you know, like a, a real issue, right? Robot vacuum cleaners. I mean, whatever. Okay, let's move on. In the third quarter, this is a little news from our buddies at Motley Cruel. In the third quarter, CrowdStrike continued to experience strong demand for its all-in-one security cybersecurity platform, surpassing analyst expectations and increasing its full-year guidance. Despite a slight 1% drop in its stock price in after-hours trading, 
With a year-over-year revenue increase of 35% and significant improvements in profitability metrics, including a positive GAAP net profit and doubled adjustment earnings per share, the company is demonstrating impressive financial performance. CrowdStrike also achieved a significant milestone by exceeding $3 billion in annual recurring revenue, becoming the first pure play cybersecurity software company to do so, and aims to reach $10 billion in the next five to seven years by expanding sales to existing customers. This robust performance underscores the resilience of cybersecurity product demand, setting CrowdStrike apart from some enterprise software companies facing spending constraints among their customers. Wow, 10 billion in the next five to seven years. I know CrowdStrike has been a bit of money. CrowdStrike has been on their radar for a while, and I I've been staying away from it, but I might have to start looking into that. <laughs> With them, it's always love them. It. I go late. And they yeah. do love those fools. Uh, I only really made out on two stocks. <laughs> so let's uh let's recap and talk about our stock game. You are you are absolutely killing me on this game. <laughs> have you have you checked in lately? You know what? I was going to check in right before the show and I got sidetracked. I haven't checked since right before Thanksgiving. You are all in all up like eight percent and I am now down three percent. Uh you still uh you still sticking with the cheating uh angle? cheating <laughs> you're the one who's cheating that's what i mean are you still sticking with that oh uh, no no so what happened was before the holiday i went well the market's going to close and i don't want to i don't want to have no control over over my stock so i'm going to sell everything off why so because everything was going to be closed so i i sold everything off and i took a huge gamble and i went well uh lumen is a dollar 30 per share so i'm gonna put all my money in lumen and and just ride it out and it went up and i made a few thousand dollars and i was like just under you so i kept it all there <laughs> i kept it all there and then it dropped 10 cents a share so i lost my ass rightfully so so i am uh i am no longer anywhere near within range of you What's the name of the show again? Uh, Stock gamblers. Stock gamblers. I yeah, I, 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 I gambled and uh, and I lost. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. There's still plenty of time for me to f it up, so don't worry. Oh, I'm I'm not worried. It, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. So, um, that uh brings me to Patreon. Welcome to Roll Them Dice, the segment where we take five random companies that are publicly traded and we choose in the moment whether we or not we are going to buy them and add them to our portfolio. So, uh, for this week, Carbo, are you feeling are you feeling lucky? I'm always feeling lucky. And I'm having a malfunction. This is terrible. (laughs) 
So this week for the five randomly traded companies, the first one, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. All right. Solid company. Okay. Fair enough. I will. uh, Let me think about that for one second. Johnson and Johnson. You're right. I will buy as well. If we pick the same ones and we don't have to worry about, we'll just keep <laughs> even. No, I'll win. All right. Coca-Cola. No. No reason. I'm going to no. buy. Why? Pfizer. We're in flu season. Uh, yes. I'm not going to buy. I remember that... Uh, they did not do as well as expected or something, something, and I go, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alphabet, Google's parent company. Oh, I always wanted to get in on that, but I think I think it's my time has come. I'll say no. I think it's too late. To I get do in on own it. this stock in real life. I do not see any reason why they would do well right now, so I'm going no. Okay. Home Depot. No. And I am going no as well. Um, personal reasons. So, <laughs> so we will uh, we'll check back in next week. Uh, I'm actually writing them down so I can add them today instead of. Oh, good job! It's like oh, a lot of times you've you've said that I was cheating. Nah, just laziness. You know, that's all. <laughs> it's all it's been is laziness. Like the guy that had all those bodies piling up um, years ago. He was a, a, a mortuary, you know, what do you call him? A mortician. And he had all these bodies like lining up. <laughs> People were like, oh, my God, what's this What's this guy doing? Oh, my God, he's twisted. and twi-. No, he's just lazy. That's all. That's all it was. Work was piling up. Did you Did you know the guy? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I, know, I know your children have uh, worked at a cemetery, a cemetery or two That's here true. and there. I do. I did grow up with somebody that became a mortician, though. And every time somebody in the family or friend or relative dies, I there's Jimmy. There's Jimmy at the wake, you know, because we all <laughs> stick together. We always hire the same guy to, to do our funerals. <laughs> well, you should. It, it's what really matters is business relationships. Absolutely. Hey, you. You? What? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Listener. Oh. We're we're a bit thirsty. We need a cup of coffee. Why don't you buy me one? <laughs> um, in all seriousness, though, uh, patrons are what uh, what keeps this show going. It is only because of our listeners' generosity and support that we can keep this show moving on. So, if you like this show and like what you hear, please stop by Patreon.com/slash/StockGamblers at Patreon. You can uh, donate to our show. And uh, your pledge will get you bonus content, such as the video version of the show and uh, access to our uh, our virtual marketplace where you can compete against us in the game that we just spoke about and uh, see if you're better than we are. So if you're feeling generous and want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash stock gamblers. If you're on the video version, because you're paying for the show, you can see it on our ticker at the bottom. But uh, if not, like most of you, then uh, I assume no. So 
p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash stock gamblers it is also in the show notes one of the things part of the extra time uh, content is george will actually come to your house and do soothing ocean noises to help you fall asleep at night so that is something that george is going <laughs> to offer as a service so, that is for our thousand dollar a month uh patrons but yes that's I our will, premier uh, our premier tier okay. i will i will do that if you are a part of that pledge okay so now we're checking in our picks i see and that is very true do we have music to go along with that we do if i were not an idiot no 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 you're a moron there's a difference so carbo let's go for no. the professional picks from the motley fool our buddies at the motley cruel did not do an official pick per se like they usually do every thursday so uh, i guess because thanksgiving was on thursday but they did actually release uh, an original recommendation for roadblocks highlight several key factors supporting its investment potential firstly the platform has managed to retain older users contrary to uh, contrary to initial expectations which is reflected in the increasing engagement hours among users aged 13 and older. This demographic stability not only allows for more efficient marketing, but also opens up opportunities for monetization, including advertising to desirable older audiences. Secondly, Roblox investments in safety and trust, as well as AI tools for developers, demonstrate its commitment to maintaining a secure and entertaining environment for users of all age, ages. Although these investments have led to significant operating expenses, signs suggest that the spending is moderating and the company is once again free cash flow positive. Lastly, Roblox continues to exhibit resilience in terms of user and booking growth, even in a challenging economic climate, with clear plans for improved financial performance and shareholder returns. However, there are some concerns to watch out for. Stock-based compensation at Roblox has been growing rapidly and could threaten to dilute shareholders. Additionally, the company's capital-intensive business model, driven by content moderation and vertical integration, may impact free cash flow trends, especially if ongoing investments in data centers continue. The biggest existential threat to Roblox remains the safety of its platform, as any breach in safety could have severe consequences for the business and its shareholders. But overall, the recommendation leans towards a positive outlook, highlighting Roblox's ability to resonate with older users and its potential to generate significant cash flows in the future. But it also acknowledges some potential risks, such as excessive dilution and capital expenditures that investors should monitor. So, Roblox. I have no idea what Roblox is. I, I hear about it. When I was taking a couple of college courses, some students, they were actually talking about Roblox, which makes this a pretty sound investment in my eyes. Um, just because it, like you were saying, it, it appeals to older people as well. But whenever people talk about Roblox, I, I think about Minecraft, just that exactly. pixelated. Exactly. That's what and, I and that. That was how I knew that I'm just way, way, way too old for video games. <laughs> um, I, I think I could be wrong, and I probably am, but somehow I keep thinking Roblox has something to do with Fortnite. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I think it is, but I could be wrong. The funny thing is, is I used to have a podcast with some pretty credible people specifically on video games, 
And now, unless it's got Mario in it, I have no idea what that game is. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm still, I mean, I have some of my all-time favorite, Red Dead Redemption, man. That came out a couple years ago. Oof. That was a good one. I, I haven't played the second one, but the first oh, one was good. Oh, the second one was even better than the first one. That's why I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, Baron's picks include Vontaire Corporation, ticker VNT, specializing in software and hardware for various aspects of driving, including gas pumps for gas stations, commercial fleet monitoring, and tools for vehicle mechanics. Despite concerns about the shift to electric vehicles, Vontaire can benefit as its technology can dispense hydrogen, natural gas, or other fuels for heavy-duty trucking that may never fully transition to electric. Vontaire's EV charging business, with 50,000 plugs under management, also positions it well for transition to electric vehicles. Um, I think hydrogen is probably likely going to be offsetting gasoline. So this sounds like a good pick to me. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling good about the market lately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, anything that's robot cars anything that's electric cars anything along those lines scares me a little bit as far as investing because it seems like it's such a it's such a no-brainer like oh it's almost like we talked before it's almost like weed stocks it's like oh it's a no-brainer throw all yeah. your money you're going to be rich and, and then it turns out to be a big giant fad and there goes all your money exactly right right so that's why i'm staying away from stuff like that for now anyway so my normal this is like a George Costanza moment here. Okay. My normal reaction would be to stay away from this. And I normally lose money. So I think in order to beat you in the game, I need to put everything into this. Okay. Summer of George. Sounds good. Summer of George in November. Almost, <laughs> December. Almost December. Well, like I said, do it the opposite, right? So we <laughs> right. have Summer of George in December. All right. <laughs> Uh, anything else that you want to go over? I got nothing. I am in that post holiday funk right now. I am in a fog. <laughs> I agree that, uh, that seems to be about it for me. Well, we still got to do our picks. You're right. We do need to do our picks. Um, yeah, we definitely do. I, um, <laughs> I go, man, talk about being in a fog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Yes. Yes. We will. We will fix. We will fix all of the errors that are consistently occurring and, uh, causing a chain reaction of even more errors. We will fix all of them in the post-production that will not happen. Exactly. All right, so for our picks. Woo, for my only pick today, I decided to abandon my philosophy of picking expensive overvalued stocks. No. However, I am sticking with my love of all things fossily and fuely. So um, this TC Energy Corporation, it's another Canadian energy company that's working to move, generate, and store energy in North America. 
so they say. I've owned TRP for a few years now, and the dividend is fairly generous at 7.44%. Uh, today was TRP's annual investor day, and they announced that their expected EBITDA is projected to be 8% higher than last year. This is better than their previously predicted 5% increase. This is an inexpensive stock. So I think it's around trading around 30 something in the 30s. So uh, if you can stand the, the low numbers initially, I think it's eventually going to come back and that's going to surprise you in the long run. And I'm trying to remember EBITDA earnings before earnings before interest, taxes and amortization. Amortization. Is that a real word? Amortization. I forget. Amortization. That's what EBITDA is. Yeah. All right. I'm amateur. <laughs> anyway, that's my only pick. <laughs> the the best thing about this show is when you and I used to do live video production and we used to do live television and I used to be the technical director there on top of the director yes. in every other position that was never covered. Whenever I would screw up, I would just go into a sheer panic and have to move over between different computers and punch buttons. And this time for this episode, because we're recording it in video, I get to go back and watch to see what the panic on my face looks like when I'm in that moment. So I'm really and excited there, to go back and watch this. There's also the uh, trademark uh, George panic sound. <gasps> Whenever you would <laughs> hot punch something, you would hot punch like uh, Shannon not doing Shannon looking. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been holding my tongue with that because I didn't want to screw it up on the on the audio version of the episode, but it's definitely in my face. Right, right. For my picks for this week, I am being completely unoriginal and thoughtless, and I am going with Walmart and Costco because the holidays are amongst us, and I think people are going to spend a little bit more money in Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club. So I am picking Costco and Walmart. Good. That is it. No fancy metrics. Good picks. Good picks. We just joined Costco for the first time. Oh, congratulations. Do you uh, need a do you need a tour? I can I give probably, you a tour. Probably would need a tour. Sharon said it was like going to an, an amusement park for groceries. She was so overwhelmed when she went with Jake. It was overwhelming. She but the quality, again, I've only I've never actually been, but from what we've purchased so far. It seems to be better than BJ's and better than Sam's Club. So, I've never been a member of BJ's, but I have, I am, and have been a member of both Costco and Sam's Club for man, Sam's Club easily decades. Costco, I had to move to a market that had it for me to do right. it, but yeah, Costco about a decade as well. And nice, I'm looking for rotisserie to chicken for five dollars. I mean, that is the deal of a lifetime. Better than the hot dog lunch? Like I mean, the hot dog lunch is, that's, that's a state. I'll tell you what, man. When <laughs> I'm on the road traveling, if there is a Costco near, near me, I will go to Costco and I will get the $1.50 hot dog and soda combo for dinner. That uh, That's a deal. I have done that throughout uh -huh. the years. My brother's um, got There is no better value. My brother got yelled at for um, eating too many of the free samples. He was just going up. And down and up and down <laughs> and up and down. He actually spent his lunch. He goes there for lunch and goes up and down all the aisles. I, I've done that. I've I've been out for trainings before, and Costco's near me, and I 
I'm getting lunch for a buck fifty. Everyone else is spending twenty bucks out there. I'm I'm spending a buck fifty on uh, a Costco hot dog, and then I can lose the other nine dollars on stock later. Oh, I was going to say you could pocket the per diem, right? <laughs> right. The <rest> <laughs> They're good picks. I, I I I got to look them up myself. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad that you're glad that I enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Stock Gamblers. Stock Gamblers is hosted, written, and produced by Chris Carbonara and George Howell. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters like Don Riom. You make this show possible. To write us, you can email us at stockgamblershow at gmail.com. You can find out more information about our show at stockgamblers.net including where you can subscribe to our podcast and where you can provide a one-time donation. If you find value in our show, please consider joining our Patreon for just $5 a month, just $5 a month. A cup of coffee for each of us. You can help support us and gain access to our bonus content as well as test your stock skills by playing against us in our own virtual stock market exchange. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening and keep gambling. Well, this has been a Winning Moon production.